And Moshe Hecht, who I have not seen in a while, is the chief innovation officer of Charity.com. That's charity with a D. And he, I would assume, is one of the busiest men in the Jewish world for the last year. Moshe Hest, welcome back to JM and the AM. Thank you, Nachum. It's been, it's been a minute. I'm happy to be here. I appreciate you being here. Am I right that you're one of the busiest people in the Jewish world over the last year? It has it been. It seems everybody has a charity campaign. Yes. It has been an interesting uh, uh, year. You know, when COVID started, it, it was uh, ghost town for, for a little while. Yep. And um, everybody was just out of shock. People stopped raising. Um, but slowly, as the campaign started picking up uh, few, several months ago, we saw something unbelievable that campaigns usually had a very eclectic uh, you know, gamut of the different types of organizations going at any given time. Right. But when uh, people started coming out of COVID a little bit and started raising for COVID causes, it was as if the entire you know, world was marching together, you know, hand in hand, raising for the same types of causes. And it started off with raising for life-saving causes. Right. And then it moved. And then every, Both and were, here and, the, and in Israel and yes, other parts of the world. everywhere right? in the whole world. Right. And then we started moving. Once the life-saving um, um, organizations were funded, then it started moving to more volunteer, the Hatzalah type organizations. And now um, the appetite for giving, for asking has really, yeah. uh, you know, has regained. And now all organizations, thank yeah, God, are, are running campaigns. organizations and different educational efforts around the world. And Full now, gamut. of course, it's December. And we know that that's a very important time yes. for giving. And if you look at your website, whenever I would go to your website and check out the live campaign page, there would be, I don't know, somewhere between 10 and 20 live campaigns going on, as you just said, with tremendous diversity, all different types of causes. Now, that page is endless. The page yeah. is endless. It just goes on <laughs> and on and on. Look, it, it must work. It must be really effective for these organizations. Otherwise, they wouldn't be hooking up with you to do all this stuff. Listen, I- I'll tell you one of the reasons why it works, Nachum, and that's why I'm here today. Um, first of all, first of all, I learned one thing before I came in, or how much of an amazing wife I have, who, who I don't have to ask to eat a bagel. <laughs> and, and I just admit you, you, you and me both. <laughs> if, you're, if you're listening, I just have a whole new appreciation for you, because everyone on the show till now said, my wife will kill me. I don't, so I don't know what, at what point in life does he start to have to ask your wife, but uh, I'm very happy about that. I have Second, a wife who lets yeah. me go to Dubai. What do you think of that? <laughs> so... The second reason I'm here is actually to say thank you to, to you, Nachum, and to your show. And I'll tell you why. And we're talking about the success. A lot of times people ask, like, what is it? Like, you know, before charity came around seven years ago, sure, people were giving tzedakah and people were asking for charity. But something's happened. There's, right. there's been a huge phenomenon oh, yeah. in these public campaigns. And part of this phenomenon is planning the virality, right? And you can't see me, but I'm, quote, I'm in quotations. Um, and part of that planning of that virality, many, many weeks, many, many months go into preparing uh, campaigns that once it launches, it will hit a sort of a tipping point where it goes beyond the potential reach of that individual organization to go door to door. And part of that is preparing for people who have 10x influence for ambassadors, for, uh, for you know, people, influencers, uh, ambassadors, right. influencers right. who have that microphone to be able to take campaigns to, to a much more public um, uh, setting, right. right? So when we, and many times when we're working with campaigns who you have uh, promoted, that have been here for interviews, Yeshiva University, uh, Neve, Amudim, the um, Hatzalas, and it's countless organizations that you've either devoted full shows to or you've brought them and interviewed on the shows. We actually... Little do you know, maybe you don't know, we pl- 
plan those. Those are weeks and weeks. I'm saying, when at this point, at 7 a.m., you got to be on Nachum Siegel because that's where the campaign's going to hit. Smart That's their campaign's going to hit a tipping point. Right. And many times you have tipped campaigns over into that, into that viral sensation that they, they've become. So I'm here to tell you thank you for the causes that, uh, that you've promoted, that you've amplified. Um, and it's it's countless. There's no and there's no knowing how many millions and millions of dollars you have helped uh, facilitate. You know, one of the fun things that we love doing, and I hope that when I say we, Miriam agrees with me. <laughs> one of the things I certainly love doing is being part of the grand finales of these campaigns. It's very exciting. I know every campaign has a great grand finale. I, I, there's probably a percentage that's raised in the final hour or two that you could probably reveal to us if you wanted to. But that energy. When everyone's coming together and saying, okay, we now have one opportunity to get this campaign to its goal and look back and say, okay, now this organization is good for the next whatever it is, few months, a year, whatever the case may be. That's a very exciting time for me. Yeah, well, that, that just shows the, the power of the community, right? Yeah, that's It just that's shows true. the power of the, of the individuals that when you get that message out and you, uh, it, it goes viral to a certain thing, people come through at the last minute. What is it about the last minute? Do you have a percentage in your head or not? It's very high. Um, it, is it, it can't be over 50%, is well, it? Well, listen, some campaigns start strong, some, right, some, some end strong. Right. Uh, we try to have them start strong, but many right. things. Well, I think, you know, listen, giving tzedakah, Hashem knew this when he, you know, created this stuff. You know, it's the only mitzvah in the Torah that God says, you know, test right. me on this. Right. right? To, to not eat a cheeseburger, God doesn't say, you know, if you don't eat a cheeseburger, test me. I'm going to give you 10 times, uh, you know, uh, reward. Right. Because tzedakah is hard. It's, it's not people work hard. They, 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 you know, it's their, some people living check to check to them to give, to draw that money out of them is hard. So you really need motivation. You really need to see that a sense of community, a sense of impact. And in that last hour, it all comes together. Where it's like, I can now help them reach a goal, move the needle. It's funny. We talk about culmination, but maybe you're making the point that it really is a much more tangible culmination than we yeah. think. Right. And it's, and it's people, people want to give, but they also want to feel that they're making a maximum impact. Mm. And sometimes in those final moments, they feel like, okay, here's where I can get best bang for my buck and really make a difference for the organization. People like being heroes. That's and right. That's one way to be a hero. That's right. Uh, Moshe Hecht is with us. I hear you started actually running, and I'm talking about not a campaign. <laughs> I'm talking about... Physical running, and that's become a very important part of your life. Yeah, so, um, I, so it started uh, a few months ago. I started uh, finishing up on a book that I'm that I'm um, going to be coming out within a few months uh, called "Decoding the Crowd," um, and we I studied and um, basically created a science from some of the biggest crowdfunding campaigns in history. Starting from the Mishkan, which is the the first major crowdfunding campaign, right. all the way to the Ice Bucket Challenge. And one thing I noticed in a consistency in all of these global major campaigns was that it was started by one person, one individual, who's either crazy enough to think that, this, that, 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 you know, that the cause uh, uh, is something worthy to do something, but also that one individual really just challenging themselves. Um, and in many different ways that they, that they were really challenged themselves to start these viral uh, campaigns. And you would argue that every charity campaign really starts with one person if you look back in the history of well, all Well, yeah. I mean, right. it, it, every charity campaign right. starts with usually that director of development right. or, that, or that founder right. who, yeah, puts it online. I mean, people right. yesterday, I'm with them. Like, most of those people are giving because it's sweet luck, right? right? Uh, because they see what type of champion he is for, 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 for the cause. Right. So I decided um, that I have to, in my passion to learning and understanding and developing these methodologies of public fundraising, of crowdfunding, I decided that, that my next stage in learning is actually doing it myself. 
So I thought to myself, what would be the greatest uh, challenge for me? Okay, and that would be to do an Ironman. <laughs> I am not a physical person. I am not because a, that is what because I'm going to tie that in with a with a fundraiser and with a major challenge down the road, where I'm challenging myself um, for the cause of mental health. So I have um, um, uh, I suffer with uh, some uh, mental health issues, um, and. Exercise, physical exercise, is something that yeah. That, but that, exercise that and Iron Man are two different things. <laughs> right. Well, I'm an extremist in that way. Where have you tasted the Iron Man competition so, yet? So I've I've done the first um, my first triathlon, um, an Olympic length triathlon. I did. So it's uh, when uh, this was. Four, uh, four or five months ago. How did it go? It went fine. Um, Nothing. You um, need to blink. A, month, uh, finished, a mile of swimming. You finished tw- a triathlon. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it was. I mean, it was pretty easy. I mean, it was a mile of swimming, twenty-five miles of biking, and then six miles of running. In March, I'm going to be doing a half uh, a half Ironman, which is a mile and a half of of swimming, then uh, fifty miles of biking, and then a half a, a half a marathon. That's half, and then the full Ironman is <laughs> two and a half uh, miles of swimming. 120 miles of biking and then a full marathon. This is why he can eat as many bagels as he yeah. wants, by the way. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm in it. I didn't. I, so in the beginning when I started, I said, what would be something that if I would challenge myself? To the umph degree um, and then perhaps tie that in at a later point now of, of working on that. Um, and then to get other people to take on similar types of challenges have for other, their causes. Have others done so? Well, we're talking to to <laughs> um, few people. This is pretty amazing, and uh, and <laughs> I won't I, I, talk about taking it to the extreme. What can I tell you? I mean, you admitted it, so it's not like I could challenge you on that. You admitted that this is an extreme way of handling it. How has training for the triathlon or the Ironman, more accurately? How has it changed your mental health? If I oh, may ask. in 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 in, ma- in major ways, um, it um, it 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 gives you a very strong anchor for your day. It keeps you very very centered. Keeps you um, in, in you know the, all the dopamine and, and and all the chemicals that are going through your brain. It's a natural medication. And um, when you do a, a nine mile run and then you do an ice bath after on a Sunday morning before noon, um, your day is completely different. Um, and you do that every day, and you train towards that every single day. I'm healthier. Um, I'm more present. I'm more centered. So it's it's. I mean, this it's interview no would be different a couple of years ago. You're saying, from oh, yeah. your perspective, oh, it would yeah. be different. Yeah. Um, when's the book coming out? Um, in a few months. Don't, don't have. A, Does it have a title idea. or not? A, a decoding the crowd. Oh, decoding. Yeah, you mentioned that. Decoding yeah. the crowd. Okay, very good. We look forward to that. And uh, everybody out there, I guess you would continue to recommend if you want to do some great work for your organization. Yeah, I want to. I actually want to share uh, sure. a, a, a message I got yesterday. Okay, in, on on this note of the Nachum Siegel Network being an amplifier of good. So yesterday you uh, um, were um, promoting Amudim, right. uh, uh, MC and Amudim. So I want to share something. Um, um, for Amudim, I know we're, we want, we're, this is about funding your organization, but I know right. you'd be happy Please. For, me, for us to talk about <laughs> every, every day. All we do is talk yeah. about other organizations. Exactly. So <laughs> we're I, experts at fundraising for other people. Exactly. And that's why it's so important to fund, fund, um, that's fund you guys because you guys are an amplifier <laughs> of, of all of these causes. And I know you'd be, appreciate me telling this. So just to give some background, a few, um, this was uh, two years ago, I got a call from a young lady. Um, and I'm not going to say names. Obviously, we're going to keep everything anonymous. Um, a young lady in the Jewish community. Um, she's her husband is um, 
suffering with major mental health issues, needs to go uh, to extensive uh, therapy, was abused as a, as, as, as a child. And she calls me and she says, Some, a friend of mine told me that you're the guy to help me raise $40,000 to send him to uh, therapy. I said, oh, no. I'm not the guy. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like every organization that we work with has an established right. donor base, Correct. has a mission, has years of, of has of departments fund- that deal with this. Have right? fundraising, right. have fundraisers. You are you're just a, an individual family. Now this wasn't like a big. Uh, it wasn't a Hecht family. Right. This wasn't a big uh, family. This didn't have a donor base, and to make it. The worst case scenario is that they needed to stay anonymous, right. so we couldn't even put a picture of the family. Right. Or anything. So, based on every single thing that we've learned and taught at charity of what take what it takes, the vetting process you had to do the takes, opposite. <laughs> this campaign didn't have. So this right. was in, in our books the impossible campaign. Right. While I was speaking to her, I thought to myself, "She's calling me, and nobody can pull this off." And then I thought to myself, "Well, there is one person who can pull this off, and that's me, because if anybody with my experience." can make this happen with my experience with my network can make it happen so I got off the phone the first person I called was Svi Glock okay and Svi and I sat on the phone for about an hour and a half and we devised the plan okay um, Svi first of all just from a simple legal standpoint we were able to use his legal structure to be able to raise money for an right. individual and to give uh, to give receipts then Svi raised money then we came up together with a, a plan of putting a bunch of Jewish uh, community leaders as the face of the campaign as backing Svi included and many other co- Jewish community leaders from that community and broader community to say like we vouch for this for this campaign we put their pictures we came with press releases I mean I spent two weeks working on this campaign they raised the $40,000. This person went to therapy. I got an email from his wife, who's the one who called me two years ago. This was two days ago. She sent me this message. Hi, Moshe. How are you? Not sure if you remember me. Two years ago in October, I reached out to you for help. A friend of mine, let's call him Mendy, recommended I get in touch with you regarding raising funds for my husband's treatment. Together with Amudim, you helped us raise $40,000. On Hanukkah 2018, I was notified that the full amount of, of, was raised, and we can start making arrangements for his treatment. It was a year of hell. With treatment plans changing multiple times, he was away for many months over the year, and it was a huge turmoil. Last Hanukkah, we had the honor of sharing with our families that we have a baby on the way. This Hanukkah, we lit the menorah with our almost six-month-old son in our new home in Hallandale Beach, Florida. We named him Nathaniel Raphael. God gave healing. We moved last month, and I started a new position at a Level 1 Trauma Center, and her husband has been absolutely incredible. Literally a dream husband. He holds down the fort at home, is very involved dad, takes care of baby, and been a huge help, both practically and emotionally present and available. Two years ago, I would have laughed if anyone told me he'd be so reliable, helpful, and both physically and emotionally present. Never mind having a family of our own. I was sure it would never happen for us. He's an incredible man who's doing really well. He's confronted his abuser, stands his ground, and holds his boundaries with what he expects of his abuser. He's been doing better with his physical health and has been much more motivated as well. I'm immensely grateful to you for helping us get to treatment, which uh, helped us... uh, Sorry... I don't know how else I can express my gratitude while I think of this awful Hanukkah specifically as a week I spend in immense reflection and the drastic changes in the last two years. I'm humbled by how wonderful and generous you were to complete the strangers. Thank you for making our lives so much brighter. And she signs off. Wow. So he made that happen. He was the first person that I called because I knew that together with him, with my experience and with his network and with his experience, we'd be able to raise $40,000. Save the family. Save the family. Literally. Literally. Saved a life, a yeah. wife, and a family. Yeah. And so much of, of, of what he does is, is, is like this. Stories that no one will ever hear about. You know, just a phone call. And, 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 and they're and, not allowed to hear about it in often right. cases. Um, 
And um, Nachem, you've been an amplifier of these causes for, I mean, even before us, obviously, but Appreciate now that. your impact has is so much a greater impact. So um, everybody should um, give as much as they can um, to this uh, Giving Tuesday fundraiser. Thank you so much. Great seeing you, Moshe Hech. Thank you for your words. Thank you for your inspiration. And this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world the web and AchimSiegel.com and the Siegel Network and of course on the beloved NSN app. Get to fjbunity.org everybody fjbunity.org and give generously fjbunity.org and we thank you. What are these white dogs doing in the city? And they lost looking for meaning
Moshe Hecht, who just inspired us with uh, his words, with a song that he wrote and sang and released years ago, Inspire Me, off of his uh, album entitled Heart is Alive.